Welcome back. Hello, Russ. Hello, guys. Hello, Maddie. Hello. And I am Tiff, and wow, we are going to be talking about some serious fear of rejection this episode. Welcome to Date Differently, a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys. Where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules. So I just kind of wanted to ask you guys, what scares you about your dating life? Matt, do you want to roll with this one first? Mm. Well, this is probably my main fear when it comes to dating is the fear of rejection because there's just so much around it. It stops me from approaching people. It stops me from maybe showing my true self when I'm on dates. It holds me back in lots of different ways when it comes to dating. You don't want to be vulnerable and you don't want mm. someone else to judge you. And then when they when they say or, you know, when they show you're not for me, then it's hard not to take it personally. It's hard not to be like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. You didn't like me. Everyone should like me. I'm a. I like people to like me. It's nice to be liked. <laughs> I'm right? lovable. Yeah. You and you are lovable, man. Like, <laughs> incredibly lovable. But I think it's also we crave like affection and attention, and we want people to like us to continue giving that to us. Mm. So what you're saying is when we don't. When we're worried we're not going to get it, do we hold back? Is that what we mean by a fear of rejection? We're afraid that if we don't get that love and attention that we're putting out there, it's seen as a rejection? I think yes, in a way. In a way. But I think there might be more to it, you know, because there's also like the sting of embarrassment when you are actually rejected there and then. I am currently talking to a guy. Well, sort of talking (laughs) to a guy. story. (laughs) There is a very cute guy who works at my local Audi. He's got the bluest eyes. He's lovely. We've shared about four sentences. I guess because I have, I don't know, like a fear of what's going to happen if he says no. What's going to happen if I say something really stupid around him and I look like an idiot, which I've already done. (laughs) And so I just don't want to, I don't know, ask him out, put myself out there because I feel like everything will just be ruined. And that's the funny thing. People build things up so much in their minds. I'm picturing just you at the checkout at Aldi and all you need to say is like, oh, hey, what are you doing this afternoon? Do you want to grab a coffee or something? But in your mind, it's such a huge thing. It's Mm. like, it's so much bigger than what it actually is because it's just all in your head. Yeah. So I'm not dating at the moment, but I did date. And I had my own story of being this uber nerd who had to put myself out there. And I think I went through exactly the same thing years earlier, right? It was a fear of rejection, but I didn't call it a fear of rejection, really. I was just like... She's going to fucking shoot me down. She's not going to be interested in me. I'm just, I have an insecurity about sounding like Kermit the Frog. She's not going to like the sound of my voice. And do you think it is this, these insecurities, that's where the fear of rejection stems from? It stems from maybe things that you want to change about yourself or that you might think, oh, you know, I'm a little bit chubby or like my voice sounds weird. And you've got these sort of insecurities and everyone has them. Everyone has aspects about themselves where they're like, oh, I wish I could change that. And so do you think that's what this fear of rejection stems from? I think, yeah, it's an insecurity. But the problem is insecurities are anchored with evidence, right? So if I feel that I'm uncomfortable with something, it's because somebody said something to me or I've said that to myself and I've looked in the mirror and gone, I'm chubby or whatever. Mm. The problem is we make assumptions when it comes to dating. We make assumptions about how other people respond and react to us. And then we never test that assumption. So the fear builds up. So, for example, when I was growing up in the old dating world, when I was out there, when I was out there meeting women, right, it was pre-Tinder. 
it was pre dating apps it was i had to find the bloody balls to walk up to a girl in the bar and say hi how are you going i'm russ and i was terrified i was so terrified of what she was going to think of me and the thing is not only was i terrified to start with i never did it so i couldn't prove it wrong <laughs> so i made this assumption that every girl that i would go over and talk to is gonna shoot me down or reject me or not want to like be part of my life or not even want to talk to me let alone be part of my life but then never proved that assumption right or wrong and so therefore the fear built up however you are now married <laughs> so you must have overcome that fear somehow yeah and long before i got married and i've only been married for two months so long before i got married i was going through that dating phase and the thing was i had to get my head in the game if you listen to practically all of our episodes today, we talk about mindset. We talk about getting your head in the game and like thinking about how you feel about yourself and your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And the funny thing is, that is 90% of everything you do. All your actions, me going over there and talking to a girl. Once I got my head in the game, then I changed the way I thought about dating. And I changed the way I thought about being rejected. This is a good question, right? I put women on pedestals. I thought they were better than me, right? The moment you think someone's better than you, of course you're going to have some kind of anxiety about going over and talking to them or whatever. But do you guys do that? When you're dating a guy, if you like him, if he's like really good looking, or if you've, if you've never seen him and he's just a really good looking guy working in Audi, do you put him on a pedestal? I think I have already with this guy because of his very blue eyes and I put a bit of thought into him and I think the more thought I put into him, the the bigger that pedestal becomes. I've built him up to whatever it is in my mind, like, you know, whether it's an actual daydream that I have decided to entertain or it's just the fact that like, oh, I wonder if he'll be working. You know, there's more to it than just, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I want it to be natural, but I also have this fear because I do think of him quite a lot and he's definitely on a pedestal for me. I'm definitely guilty of putting guys on pedestals because you meet them, you talk to them and you're like, oh, he's he's really nice. He's easy to get on with. He's got beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> Have met a beautiful blue-eyed person in the past. You spend lots of time thinking about them and you sort of spend time thinking, oh, well, if we went on a date, we could go here and I bet he enjoys this. I bet he likes talking about this. And you have this sort of fantasy world. I kind of like that daydream phase. It's so easy to get carried away yeah. with that daydream phase. It's kind of my guilty pleasure, like <laughs> making these little daydream scenarios about boys that I have crushes on in my head. My fear of rejection is I think, well, I have this whole like scenario built up in my head now. If I approach him go over to him and then he rejects me it's like all those little daydreams that I'm having are just going to get squashed under a big fat rock and it sounds bloody exhausting I couldn't do that anymore I mean I get it I used to be that like, I've changed so much in the years I just I couldn't do that I couldn't put myself in a position where I had put so much value in one person without them having demonstrated that they're valuable mm. um I think we associate rejection too personally and we don't even know what rejection really even means, right? Like, how can a guy, like, honestly, how can a guy reject you that, if he doesn't know you? That <laughs> is such a good point because, I mean, even if he does know you, he's not rejecting you. Well, he's rejecting the situation. He's rejecting approach. you in the situation. But is he even? Because... Again, it's all in my head or it's all in our head. Yeah. And he's not a mind reader. So he's probably got no idea that I think of him in this way. And then I'm going, oh, what if he says no? What if he does this? When he's just like, and here is a bag of carrots that I am now scanning through. <laughs> and here is the, you know, he's thinking about what he's going to do after lunch. And I'm like, oh, my God, 
really so hot. What There's, What am I going to say? Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh my God, what color are the flowers going to be at our wedding? There's two different <laughs> things going on because he's in his own mind and I'm in my own mind. Nobody's talking to each other. There's a fine line, right, between a fear of rejection and a fear of judgment, mm. right? And maybe we're worried about being judged. I hate being judged. To, yeah. Yes. It Sorry for cutting off No, no, no. I think passionate about this because I think... When you're growing up and when you're trying new things and like doing cool new stuff, you're in a play or you're joining a new sports team, people question you and they question what you're doing all the time. And maybe they are genuinely curious, but I feel like sometimes you get people who are like, oh, well, why are you wearing that? Oh, oh, that's a bit bold. Or like, what what are you doing there? And, and mm. then you're just like, oh, I have to explain myself now. And Do you though? I operate on the saying that no one will ever put as much thought or effort into your thoughts or efforts. (laughs) So long as your intentions are clear in your mind, then go about your day doing what you do. So true. That is so true. Yeah, we put way too much emphasis on what other people think of Mm. us and it's, it's not great, right? Coming back to what you're saying about how other people make judgments on that, that is a self-reflection on them. Like it's nothing to do with you Definitely. or why you chose to do this thing because you know why you chose to wear a very loud yeah. sweater, but they don't and they want an explanation of you when it's clearly them that have the the work to do rather than you. Yeah, they're probably having this internal conflict like, oh, why did, why did I wear this really boring brown sweater? When yeah. I- yeah. Am I a boring person? <laughs> I'm just going to put this out. I'm going to get super deep Uh, is it a reflection of yourself on some levels like oh somebody once said to me right if you're worried about someone judging you it's because you probably would have judged them Mm. like what what does what does that mean about you like i'm not saying hey listeners i don't mean you personally i mean you the collective you guys if i don't judge people then i'm probably less worried about being judged myself yeah right i feel like i'm a very non-judgmental person i go about my day i'm very open to meeting new people i'm like cool you do you i'm a huge fan of you You do do you. you yeah and so why am I thinking that other people aren't going to be fans of that? Because I feel like most people in the world are just concerned about themselves. We are not that significant in other people's yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it resonates true to me is when I was sort of learning to go out there and talk to women. There was a period when I'd, I'd get kind of really brave and go up to a girl in a bar and start a conversation with her. But then I, I didn't want it to always be in bars because I wasn't always in bars. But if I saw a really nice looking girl that was standing at the bus stop and I wanted to say hello, I got so worried about what the people standing around was going to think mm. as opposed to what she was going to think mm-hmm. and then it started to bug me and it wasn't until I sort of just bit the bullet and you know it was just chit chat it was idle chit chat hey how's it going how are you going are you waiting for this bus or so and so when I actually had actioned it nobody gave a damn nobody even flinched nobody cared about what I was doing mm-hmm. and like to put that into the context of dating we touched a little bit in season one about starting conversations with guys like should you do it shouldn't you do it the your guy Mr. Tiff, Blue Eyes Mr. Blue Eyes if you see a guy you like what is it that's holding you back other than this fear of rejection right if, are we really do we really think we're that significant that other people care that much about what we're doing yeah, or that that's even it. old mate blue eyes cares that much until mm. you do it he doesn't know i think that's a a big takeaway from our chat today that i'm going to take back with me is nobody cares about you more than you do so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Just good. forget them. But like also as well, I wonder, do men like go through, I, I, I can say yes from my perspective, but do we go through the same level of fear of rejection right? For, for a guy? For me particularly, there's a big, big fear around being misinterpreted. 
right? There's a fear of misinterpretation. If I hit on you, or even if I just start a conversation with you, do you think I'm hitting on you? What if she thinks I'm being weird or creepy? That's a, that's a big deal for a guy. Mm. Like, we do not want to be weird and creepy. But I think that's... You can also flip it because if you do if you do fancy someone, you know, from across the room and you want to start a conversation but you actually want it to lead to something more, I would get scared of starting a conversation and then not being able to communicate that I actually want to go on a date with them. Mm. Oh, you and mean would, showing your intentions? Yeah, it would just be sort of a small yeah, right. talk like, oh, yeah, what flavour muffin do you like? Oh, yeah, do you come here often? Mm, cool. uh, you got to okay, start bye. Got to start somewhere, right? That's and true. 90% of the women out there aren't going over to him and saying, oh, what kind of muffin do you like? And to be fair, if I'm standing at a coffee shop and a girl randomly starts a conversation with me, I'm going to be like, hello, how are you going? Blueberry, I- thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably a subtle art. You can't be too subtle about it. You have to be a little bit bold, but... Yeah, exactly right. I love the opinion. It's not too forward and it's not too needy for you to start a conversation with a guy. How's about this, right? I had someone come in onto my podcast and she said five seconds of courage. She is an amazing journalist and she's got this amazing career, right? And she is very, very introverted. And her dad told her, just have five seconds of courage. Because it's amazing how hyper aware you become when you when you have intentions for things, when you think, okay, I'm going to go and do this thing. But when you start second guessing whether or not you're going to do it, like the more you think about it, the less inclined you are to do it. Mm. So if you just turn around and go, oh, wow, this guy's really cute. And I'm, you know, speaking to myself here because I need to hear this advice. Five seconds of courage. Hey, what are you doing later? What time do you finish? Do you want to go and grab a coffee? Literally, mm. I said that in five seconds. Brilliant. And all I need to do, all you have to do is go out and say that to someone one and the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say no okay you get rejected but then you move on I absolutely love that piece of advice and I'm thinking about all different aspects of my life where I can use that as well like you can use it with work you can Mm. use it with making new friends just that five seconds of courage and it stops you from overthinking things Mm. I feel like I overthink things so much so I think if you just tell yourself five seconds of courage and also stop overthinking things stop mulling things over I think I do need to stop daydreaming a bit too yeah and we we do we kind of trick our brains sometimes because our logical brain will talk us out of of anything it will instill fear Um, I had never heard of five seconds of courage but the way I was taught it was a three second rule within three seconds of deciding you like someone you go talk to them because if you leave it longer than that at least from my experience if I left it longer than that I'd start going oh maybe I'll finish my drink first then I'd go oh you know what she's talking to someone so I'll wait Mm -hmm. and then it will kind of be like oh she's kind of not talking to anyone but my mates are here and I don't want to be rude and you just make excuse after excuse after excuse and then you know what happens she's leaving the bar yeah. And and you'll see it. You'll see it today. You'll see it everywhere. You'll actually see it a lot with guys who approach you in a bar, right? You'll often find that you're about to leave. You've grabbed your coat. You've grabbed your bag. You're just about to walk out the door. And that's when he comes over and is like, oh, hey, how are you going? Right? Because <laughs> the risk is sudden lo- suddenly low for him. The fear of rejection just dropped and you're about to walk out the door. So if it all goes to shit, you're leaving the bar and he doesn't have to worry about it. And if it doesn't go to shit, he's got three to two minutes of talking to you and and we do it right we kind of self-sabotage ourselves a little bit i completely agree and i think that like you said when you first decide you like someone that's when you should take action that's when you should make the move if you keep mulling it over if you sort of keep dragging it out and thinking i'll drop some signs like i'll see how it goes then your fear of rejection just grows yeah Mm -hmm. so at the start your fear of rejection would have been quite low because you hadn't built it up in your mind whereas if when you're letting weeks months pass your fear of rejection is huge yeah it's true Matt, i want to take that deeper right i want to take it i want to i want to take it beyond the 
starting a conversation with a guy, right? What does fear of rejection mean when you've been seeing a guy for a little while? Like like things like ghosting, right? That is that like is there a, is that a real outright rejection, not a fear of rejection, or is that is there a fear of being ghosted if you don't build a certain amount of rapport with a guy, or you're not getting a certain amount of traction with him? Is that is that a real thing? I have ghosted someone. Really? Tell me more, <laughs> Tiff. Oh, mate, tell me more. Okay. To be fair, he was a terrible communicator. Really bad at responding to messages. We had a great couple of dates. We would hang out. We'd get on really well. And I found myself telling him things that he'd asked me what favorite kung fu movies I liked. And (laughs) I forgot that I even liked kung fu movies. So it got to the point where we were talking about weird, obscure things, whether or not I'd eat food off the floor. The conversation was so stimulating. I was sold on this guy. And I was like, this is great. The whole time he's terrible at messaging. We end up catching up, ended up sleeping together a few times, and then his messaging just like kept on getting worse and worse. When you say worse, as in more like crazy talking shit? Or more as in just bad communication? Just did not respond to text messages. Like it would be two days later, I'd send him a message in the morning. Hey, how's your day going? Two days later, he'd respond, but not really ask a question or want to continue the conversation. He'd do that? Yeah. Right, right. So it got to the point where I turned around one day and I sent him a message being like, hey, I'm sorry you were going through this. If you'd told me three days ago, I could have helped you out. Like full on, like Mm. not cutting through it. Don't even want to deal with this. And he he was like, oh, I get the feeling because we caught up for dinner. He was like, oh, I get the feeling that you want a boyfriend. And I'm like, mate, I don't want a boyfriend. I just want someone who responds to text messages in a timely manner because I'm not waiting around for you. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll try and be a bit better. Four days later, he sends me a happy birthday message. And I was like, no, I'm not even going to justify the response to this because mm-hmm. I have to wait another four days. So I just stopped responding. Did he keep texting you? No. So, wow, okay. It's kind Brilliant. of ghosted each other. Yeah. I I feel like in today's world, there is absolutely no excuse to be a bad texter or to leave, you know, more than a day. I get that not everyone is stuck to their phone. Hold on a minute. I'm a terrible texter. I'm a bad texter too. I don't like texting. Texting makes me, like, annoyed. I'm like, oh, okay, I have to do this. I don't have the energy for it. But the thing is right. But four days. You recognise that the acceptable amount of time to respond to a message in a timely manner has passed and you say, sorry, I've been super busy. Mm. There was none of that. Yes. Ghosting is a deep dive that we can mm. do in, in another episode. We can get real... Yeah, ghosting real and texting. Breadcrumbing. I've heard about that recently. The thing is, right, when I think about dating, to your point, it's communication. Mm. It's it's communication at its best. It's how do you show your intention to a guy? But more importantly, are you reading the signs of the intentions that he's showing you? Are you just picking up on the red flags? So it's as much kind of being able to read other people's communication skills as in mastering your own. I mean, I know this not really got to much to do with fear of rejection but I think that's what dating is it's it's core communication skills the funny thing is there's so many platforms where you can communicate with people and I was watching what's that movie it's the rom-com I'm a purpose romantic I I was watching the other night love actually love actually he's just not that into you oh yeah sorry I was watching he's just not that into you (laughs) which is a great book by the way if if you haven't read it oh I haven't read the book yeah it's a really good book well written book but in the movie Drew Barrymore's character has an amazing part where she just says you know and now I can be rejected on my Blackberry and then I can email him and then he'll leave me a voice message and then I'll text him and and I mean that was what back in 2009 when social media wasn't really a thing MySpace was a thing but nothing (laughs) else and now we have so many different social media platforms to kind of be rejected so does technology foster that fear of rejection 
I'll give you an example. Right? We were working with a girl maybe a year ago, and she went through a bit of a breakup with a guy. He ended it with her, and they weren't seeing each other for very long. I think it was a month or two. He ended it with her, and we were talking about what it was like for her, and we were going through his bit of coaching. But then she said to me, which was something really interesting, he ended it with me. I've had no communication from him, but he watches every one of my Instagram stories. He likes my pictures constantly. Mm. So... There was a time, right, if you went through a breakup or you felt like you had got rejected by a guy, you just got on with fucking life. You hurt and you you healed and you moved on. Is technology stopping you from moving forward? Is it stopping you from healing? Because it's constantly been thrown back in your face in some way, shape or form. And if you're not over it, if if it ended like he ghosted you, are you now watching all of his stories? Are you now liking all of his pictures? Are you checking where he's checked in on Facebook? Has social media fucked us, for want of a better phrase? It's that curiosity that we have because my ex, who ended it with me, still follows me on Instagram, still likes all my my posts and Mm. stuff. And I think, why do it to yourself? I've moved on. You've moved on. I don't follow him, but you keep my life in your feed. Yeah. Why? Do you think he, maybe he hasn't let go? I don't know. When we, and that's the thing, we don't need to know. Because yeah. fear of rejection, or not even fear of rejection, this is about getting in your head as a counterpart, being getting out of your head. And to, to Maddie's point, you do you. Mm. Yeah, you do you. And, and that's important. You do you. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about what he's doing. But it is a really interesting topic, right? This whole idea of what does fear do to our dating life? What mm. does fear of rejection do to the men we're meeting? I think fear of rejection for lots of people's dating life, it just stops them from getting out there and stops them from doing things and stops them from taking risks and trying new things and meeting people and meeting people that they really like and making the first move. Because I know from from my experience, the fear of rejection has stopped me from actually pursuing guys in my life who I was really interested in. Instead, I chose to just use the apps because my fear of rejection on the apps, like it's harder to get rejected. Whereas The in risk real, is a lot lower. A lot it is lower, a lower yeah. risk, yeah. Whereas if I'm confronting someone in real life, I'm like, whoa, this is scary. And then I divert back to, well, the easy option is to just get swiping. But what does that say, right, about our skills as human beings, right? Fear is fear. Yes, we're talking about fear of rejection. Yes, we're talking about fear of judgment, right? But I remember having a fear around having to break up with a girl. A girl mm. that I liked. I was like terrified. I go, what do I have to do? I'm going to have to let her down. It's not going. And we all have to have those conversations, right? As opposed to ghosting them, Tiffany. Um, <laughs> but we all have to have those conversations. And they're hard conversations to have. Pre-technology, I'd have to phone a girl. I'd have to meet her and break up with her. You build a level of resilience. You build up a skill set that maybe fast forward 10 years later you have to let an employee go at work you know you have to let someone go in your everyday life but those skill sets are getting lost what does that mean for us as a society i don't hate technology no way i think it's a fantastic thing that we've done for our dating life but at the same time the skill set of being able to communicate to be able to take rejection to be able to build resilience it's dying That makes me think of something that you said earlier in the show when you were talking about approaching girls and dating pre-Tinder, dating pre-apps. You had to get that confidence and approach people in person and get their number and that's how you met. But now that we have this cushion, this safety net of social social media and the apps, I feel like it cushions people and people tend to just lean towards using those instead of... Lazy daters. Lazy daters. And I'm guilty of that. I'm working on that at the moment. Like, I don't have any apps at the moment. If When I want to start dating again, I'll I'll try not to use them. That's going to be my challenge. 
But there's also, like, I think a lot of women do it is that they hide behind the social norms. Oh, no, he should be coming up and talking to me. I don't know why I need to be putting myself out there because that's the way it's done. That's the way guys are supposed to do it when it's it's really a case of, like, if you want something, go and get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it's just women hiding behind those social norms. I think guys do as well. I think we touched on this as well in season one, right? And, and I think it's something worth opening up a bit more. Again, even repeating it, is that that mindset of it's his, it's his job to come and approach me, you know, I'm going to sit here and wait till he comes over and talks to me. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't come and approach me, then he's not the kind of man for me. He's not a strong, confident man that I want to be with. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, He's right, not a mind reader. Well, not even that. The chances are that guy that comes over to talk to you, it's probably 10% of the guys that are out there. And mm. that 10%, if I'm in that 10%, I have no trouble coming over, talking to you, flirting with you, demonstrating I'm the kind of man you want, getting your phone number, and then going over to Maddie and talking to you and mm. flirting with you and getting your phone number and then going over to the girl in the corner of the bar and talking to her. So now you're contending with not only 10% of the male population, but you're now contending with all the other girls that I've spoken to and all the other phone numbers I've got. It's an old way of thinking, right? Whether the, the 90% might be your ideal man. He just caught up in the technology web. What is it? Bruno Mars is, don't blame it on your measurements, blame it on my confidence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The more that people try and combat their fears, the more that people try and combat the fear of rejection in their dating world, I feel like it's just going to have a positive knock-on effect to other parts of your life. Like, you're going to feel more confident in general. And Mm. then you'll just be this beautiful, confident person, strutting around, owning different aspects of your life. I really believe that mindset change will have an effect in other areas too. But it's all in good and saying, yeah, you know, we, and, and I agree with you before I say this, right? It's all well and good. You don't have to agree with of, me. No, but, I, but I do. I actually do. Cool. Battle, battle your confidence, right? But it's all well and good saying, you know, work on your confidence. But here's a question to everyone How? How do you be more confident? How do you work on your self confidence when it comes to dating? Floor is yours, ladies. What do you think? That is something I think we should explore next episode. Keeping our listeners engaged. (laughs) Guys, like, I I think it's something that has to be explored. I think it's something that in the next episode, we drill down into what confidence is and what that means. And if you're listening and you're sitting there and going, you know, in my life, somebody said to me, yeah, you got to be more confident. Men like confident women. And you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? Tune in next time and listen to what we have to say. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.